Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the new shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We talk all things Ohio State football and talk to and about other women in Buckeye athletics and beyond. I'm your host, Tia Williams. And I'm your co-host, Meredith Hine. You can follow me on Twitter at Tia Williams, that's Tia with three A's, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and of course the site at Land Grant 33. Thanks for tuning into our episode today. We're very excited to welcome our guest for this episode, lawyer, producer, and writer, Kelsey Trainer. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Kelsey recently joined our team here at Land Grant, where she will be covering Ohio State women's basketball, among other things. And as we happen to be recording this on a Wednesday, uh, the team's second game of the season against Cincinnati is going on right now. So, Kelsey, before we get into our main topic of the show, would you mind giving us your thoughts on this year's Ohio State women's basketball team and who you're most excited to see play? Yes, I watched their home opener on Wednesday or no, on Sunday. And I have so many thoughts. Uh, The first of them is that they are so young. This is such a young team. I think there's like eight or nine freshmen, two juniors. And I think that it's going to be an interesting season. I think that they're going to have their hands full a bit but um they're young they're quick and i think they have a little bit of advantage in post but they have a rough schedule kind of you know obviously in the big 10 but then even they're out of conference games but braxton miller she was just granted her uh transfer waiver from oklahoma state and she's a junior on the team and she's bringing i think a bit of experience to this young team so it's gonna be an interesting season i mean the women's basketball landscape right now in college is like insane oregon team just beat the u.s women's national team so there's some really good competition out there yeah but yeah it's gonna be a fun season and hopefully ohio state can a lot of these young players can get a lot of experience and learn some things I know I said this on last week's show, but I, I just can't get into basketball. I was like sitting downstairs watching the men's basketball game right before we started recording. And I'm like, I just, I can't do this, but I'm covering <laughs> a game next week. So I kind of have to, I think I just need to like unfollow all the distractions and just start following nothing but basketball Twitter accounts or something. Speaking of Twitter, I'm going to take this opportunity to segue into the topic of our show today which I came up with due to a tweet I saw earlier this week. Um, I'm not going to name names, but basically it started when ESPN announced that Lauren Rutledge was signing a long-term deal with the network and she was going to be a permanent contributor to the show Get Up. So congrats to Laura, well-deserved. Anyway, another ESPN employee, host, whatever you want to call him, he replied to this announcement and said, She's one of the best. The first time we talked, I was blown away with her football knowledge. Can't wait to have Laura back at it. So, like, here's the deal. This guy is certainly not the first. Um, In fact, he represents millions of guys around the world who do this. But telling a girl that she has incredible football knowledge or expressing your astonishment that she knows a lot about sports is not a compliment. It's disguised as one, and you might think it is one, which I'm sure is the case with this guy's tweet, but it's just flat-out patronizing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like this. It would be the exact same thing as telling that guy who is obviously knowledgeable about sports to some extent that, oh, wow, uh, it's, you know, I'm blown away by your knowledge of football. Like, no crap. 
just because I didn't play football doesn't mean I can't watch it the same way that just because a basketball coach for a male team can coach a female team. Like it's, it's a game and you can watch it and you can play a different version of it. And it's just, it's so patronizing. And like you said, I mean, just, it, it blew me away. Um, I definitely responded to it and probably shouldn't have, but <laughs> so did I. I, can um, help it. I think I did like a sure Jan, like, Jeff <laughs> yes. you know, cause like, how do you, how do you respond to that? No. Other than like, I, th- I think I would like to consistently just respond to everything that that guy says with just like, Oh, I'm shocked by your football knowledge. Like, yeah. Just yeah. to, for him to understand how patronizing it is. Yeah. And what stinks is that he, like, I'm sure his heart was legitimately in the right place, but the way that it comes across is just so archaic. And yeah, it's automatic. I mean, I guess, yeah, in terms of like ways that he could move forward, like if we're talking, you know, constructive criticism and how you can grow from this situation, maybe say things like, if you compliment, if you really feel that she is deserving of this, there is something besides her sports knowledge that makes her excellent at what she does. You know, she can be, yeah. maybe it's her spirit or uh, her ability to present or her humor or literally anything else. Because in her position, the sports knowledge is the baseline. You right. can't up there without it. It's like, congratulations, you can do your job well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And someone like, like commented stating the obvious. Yeah. And someone commented back and he was like, oh, well, I would say the same thing about like a man. I'm sometimes blown away by a man's football knowledge or whatever. And that would that would never be said, even if you were. Like, right. I call I call BS. I call BS on that. No, I've, I've never seen it said because if you if that was said, then that guy would have responded and would have been like, really, you're surprised by my football right. knowledge. I played football or I. Uh, have studied the game for this. I've been watching it for this amount of time. Like, it just wouldn't happen. And if it did, you would hear about it. Yeah. The first time we talked, I was blown away by his football knowledge. Don't think so. Uh, He would never tweet that. It's very, like, pat on the head, like, good job kind of vibe to that. Right. Which, if you're a woman working really in any field, but especially sports, you uh, get that all the time and it's just like how much longer do we have to just kind of put up with that and those comments continuing to make them one it just makes you sound uneducated and two it continues the narrative of that it's surprising to have women in this field it's not surprising it's really not I just saw that um Katie Nolan and Sarah Spain and Mina Kimes on highly questionable like were just going off on their one male colleague and Katie, I saw that. Katie, I literally screamed. I like cackled because <laughs> it was like Katie Nolan was like, "I'm the daughter of a father." They're like, "You should smile more," and just like all the things. Yes. Like, no, it's not your. It's not you. I have like male friends, you know. And it's like if you just reversed, reversed it, it just would never stand. So why is it fine the other way? Yeah, it's like it's every every compliment has to be backed up almost with like why they're saying it and men saying oh well it happens to men too that's just like peak men (laughs) (laughs) they're like we want to be included men answering that men that that happens to men is peak men you're right (laughs) the only time i have actually heard that comment said about a man is when my husband who i think has you know a crush on adam rittenberg did comment that he is a stats genius and he has no idea how he can remember all of the stats <laughs> off of his head when he records. 
Um, but that is the nearest equivalent. But I also, you know, I was scrolling through the responses and as bad as that one was, there were much, much worse ones about, you know, no one cares and, you know, she isn't deserving. And I'm like, you know what? Like we can safely completely ignore all of you. And easily, you know, this one is much more interesting because I think it's a much more common and insidious type of scenario that we do experience. I agree. It happens a lot. And like you said, the intentions might have been pretty, you know, they might, they probably weren't bad, but it's that type of commentary and narrative that is just, it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely perpetuating the cycle. Um, so anyway, good rule of thumb here, uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, male or female, if you want to compliment a woman's work, uh, maybe try to not sound surprised that she is good at her job. And if you could easily add the qualifier for girl, woman, et cetera. Uh, so you know a lot about sports for a girl. Uh, maybe don't say it. And <laughs> on that note, we're just going to move on to some bigger and better things after a quick ad break. So stay with us. All right, moving on. Kelsey, All right. you you do so much incredible work in this arena in terms of advocating for fair representation, pay, treatment, everything else for women athletes. Um, and we do like to end the show on a positive note. So with that, have you seen any good news on recent steps that have been taken to help improve equality in women's sports? Yeah, the past uh, week or two, there's been some really interesting things and all really good things for women in sports. One is that the U.S. women's national team was approved for class status in their lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation for equal pay. Heck yes. Yay. So that means that they can all go forward as a group of players and not have to plead their cases individually. It doesn't go back to like the Julie Foudy's and the Mia Hams, um, but it encompasses a lot more players than just a few. Um, than just the Alex Morgans and the Megan Rapinos. Um, so that was really great. Also in soccer news, the Australians women's soccer team was granted equal pay to the men's team. Yay. Stoked about that. It's coming. Yeah. Like, it's coming. It really is. It's great. It's a great precedent for the, um, the women's team, especially because the Australian women's team has been so good for so long and the men have been horrible. Does that <laughs> sound familiar to you at all? Sure does. Um, and the men were just like, yeah, I think we should probably share some of the profit that the uh, we get <laughs> from FIFA because FIFA just pays the men more. So that was great. And then there's been a number number of lawsuits, um, Title IX lawsuits, which obviously isn't necessarily something that's good. A Title IX lawsuit is usually when there's some form of discrimination. But this just means that schools are starting to have to comply with Title IX um, because there's really no way, there's no enforcement of Title IX except through these lawsuits. Um, so there's been a stream of new Title IX lawsuits kind of demanding um, equality for women in college sports, as well as any issues with uh, sexual discrimination. So those are some positives that have happened for women in sport recently. Can you... That's exciting to me. Yeah. Awesome. Like equality in women's it's sports, been, it's been is that fun. too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's pose that to, uh, to the world. <laughs> yeah. So we also started this segment last week where we give a shout out to someone who's made a positive impact in our lives this week or helped motivate us, whatever. Meredith, you want to go first? Sure. So in terms of motivation, uh, my husband and I are marathoners. Last weekend, we ran um, a half in Indianapolis. 
And I wanted to give a shout out to two ladies. One of them is my friend Haley, who just a couple of weeks removed from getting married and her honeymoon ran the half with me. Um, And also my friend Emily, who came to watch, but Emily herself uh, is an amazing runner. She's qualified for her second Boston Marathon that she's going to run this spring. And, you know, I really just wanted to give shout outs to all the female athletes who continue to do the sports that they love, even as they're adults, because it's great to watch sports. It's great to talk about sports, but also being able to participate in sports is important. Congratulations on running a half marathon. Yeah. (laughs) I can barely run up the subway steps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to give a shout out to Lindsay Gibbs. She is a journalist and reporter for The Athletic. She started her own newsletter for, uh, it's called Power Plays, and she just does deep dives into issues for women in sports. I got to meet with her today and talk about some things and it's in terms of like reporters and journalists and, you know, writers in the sports landscape right now, there's just so many amazing ladies out there. And I'm going to give a shout out to you two as well, um, because I see the amount of work that you both do and I'm blown away by it because I, I, I literally could not do it. So that's kind of my shout out that all that you guys are doing and all that she's doing is, has made a really positive impact on me. Thanks, Kelsey. Now I want to change mine and say you guys. <laughs> No, I already did it. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll do that next week. I'm going to have to go with my editor, Matt. He basically reached out to me and asked if I wanted to take on more for Land Grant and kind of promoted me, gave me a new title. And it was exactly what I needed after the couple weeks I had. So it was like perfect timing. So thank you, Matt. Um, I know he's going to listen to this, so. <laughs> Thanks. Right. I also have to give a shout out to Matt. And as we were talking about uh, men in any industry, um, you have people who kind of like hide in plain sight and pretend to be supportive. And then you right. have Matt, who is like probably one of the biggest advocates for me as a person I've ever had. And I, I'm sh- I think that what I'm hearing from you is that you feel that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so. He's the best, and I absolutely love him and um, and tweet with that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt deserves all of the shout-outs every week. He right. a perpetual shout-out, Matt, for when you're going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> this shout-out is in, uh, was in perpetuity, worldwide, never ends. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. So to end the show, we do have some exciting matchups to be on the lookout for the rest of this week and this weekend. We mentioned women's basketball, which is happening right now. Um, So that will be over by the time you listen to this show. We also have a women's ice hockey against Minnesota Duluth uh, in a two-game series this Friday and Saturday. Women's volleyball is in action against Purdue on Friday. And then swimming and diving is facing Denison as well on Friday. So best of luck to all of those sports teams this weekend. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we have for today. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll be having you on again very soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You can follow Kelsey on Twitter at KateTrain underscore 11. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Williams. That's Tia with three A's. Meredith at Meredith Hine and the site at Land Grant 33. We'll be back next Thursday and every Thursday after that with new shows. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.